Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. As always, I want to know what's on your mind today. Give us a text at the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. Again, 57500, only when it's safe. Why? Because safety first. That's just the rule around here. It's always safety first. Uh, but we're going to talk about a different kind of safety. We're talking about trade and tariffs. Uh, and whenever that topic comes up, I think, as I'm sure you all do, Jay Evenson. And so Jay Evenson, great writer for the Deseret News, joining us in studio. Jay, you've written a lot about uh, tariffs and trade and uh, all of the, the good things. Uh, we have an announcement coming out of the White House that uh, additional uh, an additional round of tariffs will be placed on China next month. Uh, what do we know at this point? Well, first of all, you have to preface this by understanding that nations do not trade with nations. People trade with people. Mm, great and point. Nations can come in and, and basically all they can do is screw it up, right? <laughs> right. Because if if two companies or two people come to a, a mutual agreement that uh, they can benefit from each other's trade, then they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So what the president is doing here is he, he is uh, threatening to impose an, uh, 10% tariffs on an additional $300 billion Mm. in Chinese goods and products, and he wants to start on September 1st. And he's doing this to try to jumpstart trade negotiations with China, which kind of uh, hit an impasse uh, this week. Um, But there are always unintended consequences when you do something like this. Yeah. I call it the uh, move to make Vietnam great again. Okay, so so if we're if we're making Vietnam great again, uh, so I, to me that suggests there are going to be some winners and some losers yes. <laughs> coming out yes. of this next round of of tariffs. Uh, Vietnam is a winner. Why? Well, China uh, makes a lot of money off of processes and assembly lines, and particularly when it comes to putting together the iPhone. Uh, they have a company called Foxconn that mm-hmm. assembles the iPhones. And right. they, they are able to do this cheaper because they have cheaper labor there. Mm-hmm. Well, when you increase the price of doing business with China, then they lose that cheap labor advantage. And other nations can step in mm. and take over Fill that, that business. And, yeah. and, and from everything that I've read, Vietnam is the beneficiary of a lot of this. 
Uh, and and so companies in the U.S. are trying to find new avenues, new supply chains yeah. to keep building the things that they're building, and uh, they're going to places like Vietnam. Okay, so they're uh, they're clearly on the uh, potential winner list uh, coming winner. out of this. Uh, who who gets hurt the most uh, by another round of uh, tariffs on China? Well, you know, actually, China hurts gets hurt the most. Mm. Um, the president makes a big deal about our trade imbalance with China, and that's true. Right. We import a lot more to China than we export, and yeah. therefore they have a lot more to lose from this uh, Great than, point. than we do. Yeah. Um, but if this round does include iPhone, that could have some repercussions here in this country as well. Yeah. It, it's a matter of uh, how quickly can you set up new supply chains? Are those supply chains adequate to really give you the kind of quality control you want over mm-hmm. your products? Right. Uh, and a lot of CEOs and businesses in this country may just want to hold back on decisions, waiting to see if these negotiations are going to prove more fruitful. Yeah. But I, I want to jump in there real quick. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got Jay Evenson from the Deseret News uh, talking about these uh, new rounds of, of uh, tariffs that the president wants to impose on uh, an additional $300 billion in goods uh, from China starting September 1st. And, uh, Jay, I want you to hit two points here for me. Uh, One is this idea of uncertainty, uh, because we know that's what makes instability in businesses, instability in the stock markets, uh, and a host of other things. So I want you to hit that instability piece. And then I also want you to drill down a little bit uh, as to who else it might hurt in the U.S. uh, if this round of tariffs goes through. Yeah, well, everyone knows businesses uh, love stability. Mm -hmm. And they want things to be as predictable and as safe for their investments as possible. Uh, I think most people think this uh, problem with China is probably going to be resolved at some point. The question is when and how right. quickly and how long can you go uh, without or with curtailing business that's important to you because it's ultimately going to harm the, the American consumer. Right. Uh, and so – but it's it's complicated when you're dealing with China because um, there are other – there are tensions right now in the South China Sea. China mm-hmm. is, is trying to flex its muscles. Uh, um, in a lot of places. In, in a lot of places. <laughs> and also you have Huawei out there and uh, the U.S. is accusing them of stealing uh, trade secrets and being unfair in the development of 5G technology. Um, and a lot of other bad things. And um, China has a reputation for uh, requiring American companies to give up their trade secrets if they're going to do business over there. So there are a lot of these little ancillary sort of problems that have to be taken care of. Uh, It's interesting in Washington, this is one I think that there's some bipartisan support on. Democrats as well as Republicans think the president is right to be getting tough on china yeah it's it, it's interesting the china component is so fascinating uh and yet there's the uh going back to your idea of unintended consequences so we, we've got about a minute left jay uh and i want to talk about some of those unintended consequences many of the democratic candidates uh, talked about some of the unintended consequences from some of the earlier tariffs uh that impacted manufacturing impacted uh, rural farmers uh, any other rattling going on as you look at those? Yeah, the the big uh, – I call it the big lie – is that uh, you impose tariffs in order to help uh, local economies mm-hmm. and to help uh, you know, American manufacturers. What you're really doing 
is hurting American consumers. It's a tax on American consumers. Trade is good. We do things cheaper and, and more efficiently than some other countries, and they do some other things better than what we do. And you try to take advantage of that mutual uh, benefit by trading with other other countries. So the results of tariffs are always bad in the long run. Mm. And also, I think we get caught up in the trade imbalance thing, which is really kind of a chimera or a, a false giant. Yeah. Uh, because if if you look in the past, the only times when our trade imbalance tends to even out is when we're in a recession. Right. When things are good in this country, we have the money to buy we things buy overseas. Stuff. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Right. And it leads to jobs here as well as elsewhere. Mm. So- I, I think, yeah, overall it's bad. It's bad for the economy. It, it leads to unemployment. We have a very strong economy right now, yeah. and we have to be very careful not to uh, upset that apple cart. That's right. Man, that's, that certainty, that predictability uh, is such an important thing. We've seen the markets drop. Uh, we've seen the uncertainty in some of the business climate. Uh, obviously, we're going to continue to watch this one real close. I'm sensing you'll probably write something about it in the days ahead. You can you can bet on it. <laughs> All right. Very good. Jay Evenson from the Deseret News. Always appreciate your insight and your understanding of uh, a host of issues. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right. When we come back... We're going to talk about what we talk about and how we talk about it. Uh, I've always said you can talk about anything. It's how you talk about it that matters. We're going to talk about what the National Cathedral says about how we talk about things. Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.